Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Tammy Tway, and this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley that we live in. Today, I have a guest speaker, but before I introduce him, I want to tell you how excited I am about the year 2023. At the beginning of each year, I try to come up with new things that I would like to do, like this, starting a podcast. Okay, so my guest today is Kevin Brooks. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Kevin, are you there? I'm here. Yep. Hey, I'm doing great. how Thank are you? Doing well. Thank you very much. Good. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm really excited and looking forward to learning all about your services and what you have to offer our wonderful community. So let's get started. Um, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and maybe your background. Okay. So I was born and raised in Montrose on a farm in Shavana Valley. Um, went to high school there, met my uh, girlfriend, now wife, in high school. And uh, we went to school, college in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at University of New Mexico. And we moved back to Colorado on Grand Junction in 1984, and we've been here ever since. I'm a uh, CPA by trade. I did that for 16 years, worked for a couple local firms, had my own firm. And then in 1995, well, 1990, I became the controller for Big O Tires. And then in 1995, I bought three stores from the local owner. And then uh, my wife and I grew that to nine stores over a 20-year period a great business and we loved it but uh, we had 145 employees and so in in 2015 we decided we would sell and we tried twice to sell the business ourselves and it didn't go very well because as most business owners you will find that most business owners are very emotional about the business they built and uh, so I had to get myself out of the emotional part and I hired what is a business broker, and uh, went through that process, and the business broker helped me sell it in a nine-month period, and therefore uh, we transitioned into business brokering because there's nobody here locally that uh, does it, and so there's a big need for that, and that's uh, kind of my background. It's been uh, been a great career and love living in Grand Junction, Colorado. So what a great story. So first, congratulations on meeting your wife in high school. Um, I kind of have the same story. So it takes a lot of work, and it's just a blessing that um, you've been together a long time. Yeah, we've been married 45 years. It's been awesome. Congratulations. And it sounds like a lot of inter um, interaction in regards to becoming an entrepreneurial 
um, owner of Big O Tires, and um, then just, you know, having that for a long period of time. And you're right, you know, business brokering, there really isn't, um, and honestly, I didn't know about you, and I'm a realtor. So um, I thought, wow, you know, um, I've sold small businesses as a realtor, um, but, um, you know, it's great to have a resource um, available um, to help in those situations because, right, um, personal feelings, um, especially with something that you have worked so hard for, um, really can um, make things stumble and, you know, have an effect on the um, total outcome of the sale of your business. So welcome. I'm really excited that you're here. Thank you, Tammy. So, Kevin, you know, this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley. And really just, you know, my goal is to um, give people an understanding of things um, and resources and businesses that are out there in our community that they may not know about and be aware of. And then also give people some ideas on different things that we love about the Grand Valley and things to do in the Grand Valley. So what do you love personally about living in the Grand Valley? Well, we love the size of the Grand Valley. We think it's a perfect size. We've been here long enough to know that if a business is run right and does the right things, you can be extremely successful. And vice versa, if you do the wrong things in a community like the Grand Valley, uh, you won't last very long. So we love the community for those reasons. We love the smallness of it where everybody says hi to each other and a lot of people know each other. The recreation around here is amazing. We love to mountain bike, road bike, golf, hike. We have a couple of dogs. We end up out on the trails with them all the time. So, um, you know, the Powderhorn is close enough to get up there and ski and be back down here and mountain bike in the same day if you want to do it. So we love the Grand Valley. We actually live on Main Street, and we've lived on Main Street since 2007 in a, a fairly large uh, condo uh, loft. And uh, we love downtown. Uh, it's a special place. It's beautiful. It's I know has some history to... Uh, um, brag about being named one of the most beautiful downtowns in America. And uh, we love the fact that the city puts up our lights and takes down our lights and rakes our leaves mm-hmm. every year. So we, we love being downtown. Our office is about 100 feet away uh, in the Fox building. So um, we love the Grand Valley. We love being downtown, and we just love Grand Junction. Oh, that's so wonderful. I have a friend that really wanted to live downtown, um, but she wasn't able to make that happen. But those buildings are so awesome down there. I couldn't even imagine being down there. I mean, you have restaurants at your fingertips, right? Yeah, we have a chef on every corner. Wow. Yeah. 
That is amazing. Well, there's a lot to love about being downtown Grand Junction for sure. So if you were to kind of look back, you know, I know you talked a little bit about maybe what inspired you to become um, a business broker. Um, But can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, Sure. On on really, yeah, that'd be great. So here's the thing that we have found out about uh, selling businesses, and it's kind of a sad statistic, really. 84% of small businesses will never sell, and they won't sell because they're priced wrong or the owner has not done the right things to prepare their business for sale. Um, they have not created an, um, the right mechanisms and processes for a buyer to be able to take over the business. And also, three out of four businesses are owned today, small businesses are owned by baby boomers. So there's this huge need uh, everywhere, but as well here, to help the baby boomers retire. And we knew that. We just didn't know it was such a need. Um, 10,000 people a day are turning 60. The baby boomers are retiring. Uh, We all know that. Uh, but many of them own businesses, large and small, and we will cater to any of them. But primarily, we – well, I'll step back. We we just took an interest in that because there's such a huge need, and we owned small business. Uh, we knew the emotions and the hard work that goes into that. So when somebody comes in our office and – uh, we feel their pain or we feel their glory or whatever it is because we were there. Also, being a CPA was very helpful in un- being able to understand how what tax returns look like, how what a P&L looks like, what, what is seller's discretionary earnings, how do you calculate uh, the value of a business. That was not easy but uh, doable for us. All of our, we have two other brokers and they're both CPAs as well. So it takes a business background and knowledge to be able to do uh, what we're doing. And so we're very passionate about what we do because we were business owners and we were able to apply our skills. And I say we, my wife and I are both brokers. We have two more brokers, uh, Sarah Francis and Michael Phillip. But it just it, it's a special, you can't be 25 years old and do this business. It's not, not going to work out very well. So... Kevin, when you're talking about things um, in regards to a business, there are a lot of businesses that really don't even have a brick and mortar per se. They actually rent their office space. Um, Are you helping even those businesses that have um, basically a value based on their products and services or their client list, things like that? Or is it mostly just brick-and-mortar type um, businesses? No, that's a great question. I would say it's more businesses without brick-and-mortar because when we do valuations, we're valuing goodwill, which is the earnings, adjusted earnings. We call it seller's discretionary earnings. A lot of people will use the acronym SDE, but we're, we're defining and calculating the seller's discretionary earnings. 
If the real estate goes with, with the business, that's fantastic. If the owner owns the business, or excuse me, the real estate, we can sell the business with the real estate because in the state of Colorado, business brokers are required to have a real estate license. And so for those special cases where we have real estate involved with the business, we can sell that property with the business. That really helps a buyer in many cases because they can get a longer amortization schedule on the payments of up to 25 years, whereas businesses are only amortized over 10 years. But we're valuing goodwill. That's what we do. And it's rare that people can do that correctly. And so, yeah, those businesses that have a lease and don't have brick and mortar, those are more than not the business that we help. And and I think that that's, that's one of the reasons why I think this is so great because a lot of small, you know, or larger businesses that don't have the brick and mortar, they really devalue, I think, in a lot of cases – their goodwill per se or their um, their inventory or their services. So I think it's wonderful that you guys are out there really kind of, you know, standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, you do have value as a business owner. Correct. Um, we the, the first step we take with every person that contacts us is valuing the business. We don't ever – work with a client until we all agree what the value is. And so we can do that in about a 14-day period. After we have the documents, we can uh, put a value on the business. And the and what's nice about that, and we're, we always hope that a client comes to us before they really truly want to sell in case the value is not what they want. And we have a whole program where we can help them increase the value of their business over a few years. Uh, exit planning, we do exit planning for clients as well. And we have a whole program where uh, we can give them some bullet points on what they need to do to increase uh, their seller's discretionary earnings. So uh, coming in early is the best. So, Kevin, do you um, work in conjunction with you know, commercial realtors also, is that an option? Say I have a, a seller, I I don't do a whole lot of commercial um, real estate, but say I have a seller that says, hey, you know, I know you, I have this, you know, we have this great relationship together, but I don't feel like I'm as, you know, I can't, I'm not as qualified to do you know, the value based on inventory and, um, you know, receivables and things like that. So do you work in conjunction in, in some cases with other realtors to make the deal happen? Or is it just we, you know, we send them to you and and you guys take care of it? So we'll do, we'll do it any way it works out for the client. So if um, a, a realtor such as yourself has a client that has a business in commercial real estate, we're more than happy to work with the real estate agent on the sale of the commercial property. We don't work with them on the sale of the business um, because they can't do that. 
Um, we've we've tried before, and it just uh, bottles up the process, and it just stops the process. So, yes, we work with realtors, um, but um, we work with them. If 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 a realtor was to refer a person to us that wants to sell their business and there is no brick and mortar, we pay a referral fee every time, a good referral fee. Uh, our commissions are higher than the real estate fees. Um, in general, they're 10% uh, of the uh, value of the business on day of close. But if a realtor has uh, uh, is bringing us a client that has real estate, we definitely work with the realtor on the moving and the, and the transfer of that real estate. Okay, that's great to know. And again, I'm kind of um, just thinking from the perspective of relationships that I've had, you know, up to 20 years plus um, with business owners. And, you know, some people just really like that relationship. So, but knowing that you guys, you know, are available to help on the side of things where, we may not be where we're not specialized. Let's put it that way. Um, I have a banking background, so I am a little bit knowledgeable in regards to receivables and inventory and those sort of things, but the average agent wouldn't be um, per se either. And um, you guys are the, uh, you know, you're the specialist. You you know you're in it every day, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, okay. We're more than happy. We're more than happy to sit down with a realtor and make sure that their client relationship is maintained. And we're not here to we're here to help the client that needs to sell. And we we work out those uh, relationships with the realtor uh, in advance so that um, everybody's happy working through the going through the process. So you kind of talked about your downtown area. Um, so if somebody, if I want to refer you or if a seller is listening and, and, and they have a business and they want to contact you, what's the best way um, either to reach out and set up an appointment or is it okay if they just stop in the office? What's that address? So we we work by appointment only. The okay. address is 326 Main Street. Suite 211 in the Fox Building. Uh, we're upstairs. So one of the well, w- one of the biggest things with our clients is confidentiality. Most all the time, the seller of the business doesn't want anybody to know, and in particular their employees. They don't want to cause uh, employees to leave or start looking for work. Or the employees are what the buyer is going to buy. They're buying human capital. Right. So we, yep. we work on a highly confidential basis. And so when clients call us, they're calling us at our main number, which is 970-255-8000, or they're going on to our website, which is uh, sunbeltnetwork.com, and uh, calling us or getting a hold of us. So there's, um, if, you, if you put in business broker in Grand Junction, you, we're going we're gonna to pop up easy, you know, Google, we're at the top of the Google site because there's not, there's, we're not competing with anybody. So if you want to find a business broker in Grand Valley, just Google it, call us. Uh, coming by is not. Coming by unannounced is not best because it is unlikely we will be in the office. Um, all of our brokers work from home and meet clients at the office for uh, confidential 
discussions. I think that that's great to know. Um, what area are you only serving Mesa County, or do you kind of expand a little bit into other areas? So we own the whole state of Colorado. We have a partner in Denver, and okay. we have uh, the whole state of Colorado. We handle businesses uh, for sale for people. I, um, I've had instances where I've never met the client and I've sold their business. Nice. I know. Isn't that amazing? The world yeah. we live in today. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, what advice do you have for people who are interested maybe in pursuing the same type of career as, as you have? So I, I'm a pretty big believer, as you can tell, in having a financial background of some kind. Uh, you have to be able to understand and read a uh, tax return. That's not easy. I spent many years preparing tax returns, but you need to be able to have a background in that. Uh, the International Business Brokers Association has a annual convention. They have certifications you can get, and so that we require that to be a broker in our business. It's called a certified business intermediary. Uh, it takes about a year to do that, and you have to have a real estate license. So it's um, a couple things that have to get done for someone to um, be a uh, business broker. And the real estate licenses, you know, many people have them. They're not easy to get. But if you don't have it and you want to be a business broker, you have to get it. Certified business intermediary is required for you to work in our firm, and that just means you have um, a knowledge of how the process works. And um, so that's that's how we would recommend somebody do that. Awesome. So if – what are some of the things, what are some of the type of businesses, I guess, that maybe people think um, that they maybe aren't valued um, if they don't have the brick and mortar? So goodwill, if you can just like industry type businesses, if you can just kind of um, hit some of those fine points maybe, Kevin? Well, I could probably give you a couple of examples because they've, they've been we've sold them. But uh, Bloomin' mm-hmm. Babies was a um, birth center for moms who didn't want to go to the hospital, and and we helped the uh, owners sell that to St. Mary's. There was no brick and mortar there. They rented rented the facility, and we valued the business. Um, of course, St. Mary's was the buyer, and they had their own value valuation people do that on their side as well mm-hmm. um, so um, we have uh, HVAC companies that don't own their own uh, real estate and so we're that totally valuing goodwill and uh, so I'm trying to think of, of others but uh, service companies a lot of times don't own their own uh, real estate um, and sometimes even uh, a restaurant may not own their real estate, but we can put a value on that for them. And um, those have struggled over the last few years, but they're definitely coming back. And we have buyers looking for restaurants. Um, sadly, uh, Il Bistro closed oh, 10 days ago or whatever. 
but it will quickly open as another restaurant. Um, seven, yeah. Seven people have inquired about that. That's awesome. So I think well, – um, Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I think that area for that restaurant was just amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it'll it'll probably turn pretty quick, I would think. Yeah, it'll, it'll turn quickly. I expect in many cases, it'll, so sadly, it'll never be uh, Brunella and the El Bistro again, but – um, it will be another restaurant, and they'll go in there with a uh, most new. Uh, well, when restaurants move from location to location, as you probably know and see, they may change the concept, but they're looking for a number of seats. And so that's their objective. How many seats does it have? How many people can I put in here? Does it have a kitchen? Does it have the things that are necessary to have a restaurant? So. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a really cool place downtown, and I'm sure Brunella will make sure that it's the right uh, right people. So just kind of from my perspective, when somebody comes to you and says, I have this business that I want to sell, um, you've been doing this a while, so where kind of do you put that out? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that – a lot of times you get requests like, hey, I'm looking for this type of business. If you get something, let me know. But I'm almost wondering, too, is are you guys advertising at a certain place? Or, um, you know, what do you, what do you guys do as far as getting the information out there to prospective buyers of those businesses? Prospective buyers. So, okay, that's your question, right? How to – how does a buyer find out that there's a business for sale? Yes. Okay. Great question. We have access to seven popular websites in the world or U.S. where people advertise businesses for sale. Biz by Sell is the most common and I think most known, but there are others. In, in particular, the sunbeltnetwork.com, which is the largest proprietary site in the world. But businesses go on those sites for sale. In almost all cases, you can't identify what that business is because we have used um, something like unique, innovative manufacturing company for sale in western Colorado or in Mesa County or Delta County or Montrose County. And so that's how we – find our buyers. Buyers know to look at those sites. What is really awesome is because we live in Western Colorado, we get probably five inquiries a day of people wanting to move to Western Colorado and buy a business. And so our buyer buyer activity is amazing. And people are looking for the right business and the right fit, of course, and it has to be a good fit for them. But we are really lucky, and I would be shocked. I will be shocked if there's any downturn in uh, the need for housing and people moving here. It's it's crazy what we see going on right now. Yeah, I you know, and people are estimating that that's really not going to change. Um, you know, we live, as we said, in a beautiful place. 
where you can do wonderful things almost, you know, outside almost all year. Um, so, you know, you can't really blame them um, yes. for, for yeah. wanting to come to Western Colorado for sure. Um, okay, so on that on that answer, um, if there's a buyer that um, is interested in possibly purchasing a business for the first time, um, do you have um, investors or lenders that you can um, recommend to those buyers to where they can kind of um, examine or find out what their options are for um, leveraging maybe a, a purchase of a business? Yes. So we help all of our buyers. We assist them through this process. We It is rare, very rare, as opposed to the real estate agent, uh, the, the way the uh, residential real estate world works, we're different. We rarely work with another broker in the deal. And so it's our job to help them find the lender, make the offers, find the right attorney, make sure they have the right CPA. And so we have access to several local lenders and several of the largest SBA lenders in the U.S., uh, Live Oak, Diamond Financial, Fundex. They do billions of dollars of SBA loans, and that's almost always what a buyer will use. Or buying a business so we have all those uh, sources and resources uh, we even for have a resource for called women's bank and uh, they love to help the women entrepreneur buy a business or sell a business that's awesome you know I think that a lot of people and this you know my banking background kind of brings me to this place but a lot of people dream dreams um, and never really necessarily act on what they want to pursue. And, you know, I think that, in my opinion, looking at it from the other way is is always look and see what your options are. Um, in the banking industry, I did, I worked with the SBA on doing numerous loans for small business owners. And, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, opening your own salon or um, a barber shop or, you know, a boutique or whatever, um, you know, those are your dreams. And I think that everyone should pursue to see, you know, how they can make that happen. So I'm really excited to hear that you kind of steer them and help them um, find out what their options are and and really what their possibilities are for owning owning their own business. So, um, Kevin, is there anything else that you want to share with us and our listeners that maybe I didn't cover today? Um, you know, I don't really think so. I, I believe that if there are business owners out there that are, you know, I I, I already said it, but we we really need the business owners to come in to us before they're ready to sell to determine the value of their business so that when they get ready to sell and move on, um, they understand the value of their business. So if it needs to go up, 
um, great. If it's if it's the value they want, great. We can work however way they want. I, I, the baby boomers created a little bit of a problem. Uh, they created the 60-hour work week. It's not the easiest thing to find a buyer that was willing to do that. So it's critically important that the seller has created people that are behind them that support them that can help run the business, whether they're on vacation or if they're selling the business. The second thing is that uh, baby boomers need to have some plan after they sell because they've been going to work at 5.30 in the morning and coming home at 5.30 at night. And if they go home and they, if they think they're going to go home and sit on mama's couch and tell her how to run the household, that's a really bad plan. So <laughs> need to have a need to have something to do uh, yep. so that they don't, uh, yeah, so that, the, so that they don't end up in a bad situation or frustrated that they sold the business. No, I think that's great. My husband retired last year, and um, sometimes it gets really tough for him um, and I um, just because you're so used to doing things um, at a certain time or, you know, um, your life is just the way it is. So I think that's a, a great suggestion. So, Kevin, um Really, I think any business that's listening to this today um, or anyone in pursuit of owning a small business, um, feel free, give Kevin a call, um, you know, go to their website. I think you want to give us your phone number one more time just in case. Sure, it's 970-255-8000. Okay, great. And I really, really appreciate being on today. I am just so excited to be able to have you as a referral partner and be able to help people um, in the Grand Valley. And, you know, I definitely want to have you back again. So um, I'll be in touch. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate it very much. It was a pleasure uh, talking to you today. Okay. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Take care. Okay, you. so Bye-bye. we're going to take we're going to take a quick break um, to state that this podcast is sponsored by the home team at EXP Realty. This is my real estate company, and I love what I do, and I love where I live, right here in the Grand Valley. Now let's move on to fundraisers. You know, I um, really wanted to talk about local fundraisers that are going on in the Valley. Um, but I'm really not aware of any that's going on right now. So if you know of any, um, any high schooler, any person that is trying to raise money for a good cause, I'm your person. Um, please email me at grandvalleypodcast at gmail.com. You can always go to gofundme.com and search by your area to find fundraisers to help others with their difficult journeys. And there's quite a few out there. Um, so anybody that's, you know, looking for some somewhere to donate. Um, I think last week we talked about the food bank. Um, the food bank does wonderful things for our community. So there are lots of options for you if you're looking to help. So we're almost on the weekend, and um, it's coming up. What are you guys doing this weekend? 
Um, I hope you take time to do something that makes you happy. So let's look at a few things that are happening in the Grand Valley this weekend. So I have February 10th and February 11th, um, the grand opening, Farm, Happy Trails, Colorado. That is in Fruta. Um, I had this on my list, so I'm hoping to be able to get over there um, tomorrow or Saturday to see what they've got going on. My understanding is, is that they have a lot of maybe different vendors that are in that shop. Um, so I'm going to go check it out and see what is up there. Saturday, 7.30 to 10 o'clock p.m., Cascades Monthly Variety Show. I don't know if you guys have checked this out or not, but um, this is also in Fruita. Um, but they do some fun stuff here. And so their variety show, I've heard lots of wonderful things about. So definitely check that out if you have availability on Saturday. Tomorrow, so that's Friday, because it's Thursday. Friday at 8 p.m. on the 10th, Izzy Burns, Faith Eliza, Sarah Aguilera, and I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but is at the Mesa Theater. So it looks like tickets um, are on sale, and that's on Main Street. So that should be fun. Uh, again, Mesa Theater tomorrow, 8 p.m., Friday. Um, and then they're doing, you know, love is in the air. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. Um, so couples canvas. Love in the Moonlight, if you guys like to paint. Um, Angelo's Pottery, Saturday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on the 11th. Um, that would be a lot of fun if you and your loved one uh, likes to paint. Well, that's just a few ideas that you could do for this weekend. Find something fun to do. Um, get outside. I hope you have a great weekend. Be happy, be kind, and let's talk again soon. References to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the podcaster. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply or endorse any of them or any entity they represent. Opinions expressed by guests and the podcaster are their own, and do not necessarily reflect the view of everyone. You can also email any comments to Grand Valley Podcast at. <laughs>